there's no baseball on. This is weird. Well, there is. Well, it's no, just Sportsnet Central. It's Sportsnet Central. We have a tradition when we record, there's baseball games on. What's happening, Alex? That's not a good sign. That means, hey, that means we're getting closer to hockey. Four Saturdays away, the Habs posted the other day. We're back, Alex. Episode something. I don't know. I think it's episode six. Episode six. You love it. Number six. You know what? I think of numbers. I think of lists. So how about we go into... You want to start with the list? The NHL Network. Now, last oh. week, we got into a, a heated argument. And you know what? I listened to it back, and I didn't do a good enough job defending Patrice Bergeron. What do you mean? Like, okay, fine, whatever. But I'm, I don't want to get into it again. I feel like we're going to agree a lot more with some of these lists. So there's the wingers, there's the defensemen, and they've only released two of the goalies. Now, that full list is getting released tonight, but... It, do you, do we want to get shouting right away, or do we want to wait a little bit? No, let's go get, get right to it. All right, so the two goalies they've released is, number one, they had Pecorine at, I believe it was number nine. I which, can go check. Well, you why don't you talk about what you really want to talk right, about? So first of all, Pecorine needs a bit of justice here, because in the regular season, Pecorine is one of the best goalies. Of the past decade, I think we can all is is right. fair. But then when you get to the playoffs, you flip a coin with him, right? It's either Vesna or oh my god, he's like Vesna Lata, Vesna, Vesna Toskala, right? Hey, don't remind me. Now, if I had to make a top three goalies in the NHL right now, I'd probably put Andre Vasilevsky, which yeah. I think is fair. Two Vesna trophies over the past what is it three seasons. I would put Frederick Anderson with how he was in the regular season and up until, I think it was game six and seven of the Bruins series. He was phenomenal. Okay. But they, the other goalie they put on this list was number four. And it's... it was Carey Price. Alex, I can't. I, I, I can't. The moment <laughs> Shea Weber got back to Montreal, oh. November onwards, if you look at the numbers, the best goalie in that league was Carey Price. All right, going back to twenty four since the twenty fourteen Olympics in Vancouver. No, no, it was Sochi. Sorry, Carey Price has been the runaway best goalie in this league. Even before that, but it was just he was in in poor Henrik Lundqvist's shadow. Oh, what is Henrik Lundqvist ever won, By the way, nothing. I'm just angry that there's no respect for Carey Price. I think they're just making these lists for attention. I mean, it's... it's I su- promise, I swear, I'm looking at these lists, and it just looks like they want attention. In the grand scheme of things, these lists don't matter. And I'm obviously getting more mad about something. Yeah. But I just think it's a bit of an injustice. Oh, no, I agree. He's. If, I think he's number one. Honestly, I'm to, like, Leafs fan to a Montreal fan, I'm telling you, he is number one. Yeah. Oh, I, and I know I'm biased. And but, and, mean, and even if he's not, even if he's not number one, okay, he's number two. If you want to say Andre Vasile, Andre Vasilevsky is better than him, I mean, there's probably arguments people would be able to make, but I don't know who is number. I, I can't imagine who number three is. Can can I take a guess at who number three is? Uh, well, we won't be able to talk about it. But yeah, okay, but who? Ahead. Okay, I, fine. I who do you think? think number, who do you think number three it is? It will either be Ben Bishop. Okay. Or I think they're going to give it to Bennington. And I wouldn't be mad if they gave it to either one of those. I just think that Carey Price should have been top three at least. You know what? I uh, maybe I need to read into this more, but 
why would you give it to Bennington, who had half what half a good season? Because if you look at those numbers in that stretch, and then in the playoffs, when that's you know, at the end of the day, the regular season doesn't mean the damn thing per Tampa Bay Lightning is right. a good example of that. So, and if not for him, they lose Game Seven in the first period. Do the St. Louis Blues against the Boston Bruins, and instead of Brad Marchand crying tears of sadness, it's tears of joy, and we're all sad. And then I'm really pissed off. If Brad Marchand's holding the cup above his head. Oh, yeah. We all are. But that didn't happen, thankfully. thankfully. So I, I just I just wish Carey Price had a bit more respect. Well, we'll talk about it next week because the full list isn't out. And I really want to know who the third third one is. You got to think Vasilevsky will be number one, and I don't think sure. I won't say anything about it, but whatever. But I would imagine Frederick Anderson's going to be up there. I think, I think he's top five, but not top, not top three. I'm yeah. sorry, like I love Frederick Anderson. Like we we could talk about Frederick Anderson all day, but I can't find an argument to make him a top three goalie in the league. It's 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 very weird to me that I can in my mind put him there and you can't. It's very weird to me that as a Habs fan, as as and Frederick Anderson has stole some points from Montreal this year. Okay, okay, so let's let's go. Top five goalies in the league. Okay. In no or uh, do you want to do order or no order? Uh, let's get the names out there first because it okay. won't take me too long to put it together. Uh, okay. Number one, Carey Price, or just one of them is Carey Price. All right. right, right, yeah. Andre put your five names out there. Um, when he's healthy, I think we've finally seen Ben Bishop back to form, and I think a lot of people disrespect him. So I would I would put Ben Bishop, Carey Price, Andre Vasilevsky for three of them. Um, four and five. I don't know. Give me your other three before I come back to that. I I don't know. I don't know where I want to put Pecorino because again he's a he's a he's a coin flip. Okay. And Hendrik Lundqvist isn't himself anymore. He's old, so I I I'm confident saying Frederick Anderson in no particular order. Frederick Anderson, Carey Price, Ben Bishop, Pecorino, Andre Vasilevsky. Okay. I'll take wait. any one of them on my team. Okay. Wait. Say that again. Carey Price. Yep. Andre Vasilevsky, okay. Pecorine, okay. Frederick Anderson, Ben Bishop. Okay. So, Carey Price, Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah. Um, Anderson, yes. I I want to say... I'm trying to figure out who I want to take out of who... Because I, there's one name that I think... I, I'm tossed... I don't know. I want to say John... I want to put John Gibson in there. Because I know John Gibson he can, can be, be a great goalie. It's just he hasn't had the chance to it's, prove it because the team in front of him has been right. dog crap. Like, I'm looking this year, he had a 917 save percentage and a 2.84 goals against average, which has really been a down year, which is like his down year in, like, what, the five years he's or four years he's been in when, the NHL. When I look at a 917, I think, first of all, league average goal thing last year was like, Nine ten, so most goalie stats were down. Right, and then you consider the team he was on. Yeah, that is right. I think John Gibson's a very fair shout. Okay, so jo- John Gibson and Pe- uh, is there an argument for Mark Andre Fleury? <sighs> there no? is an argue. There is an argument. Uh, it's. I- I'm not going to say there isn't an argument. I don't know. I don't know if I consider him in the top five at this moment i think that's fair all right i think of like the 
the decade, I think I can put him there. Oh, yeah, three cups. It's You know what the thing is? He's on the worst side of 30. Yeah. He's 34. He's going to be 35 in November. He'll be good. I'm no no I'm not okay let's look let's see has he's last I mean year, last year he he was a 913 why was he getting so much attention for the Vesna last year I the year myself, before no the year before oh he should have won the Vesna two years ago but he wasn't healthy for the full year and he didn't get it especially for that playoff run oh my god I don't remember I don't he played 61 games uh 135. Because remember that was Vegas's inaugural year, and that was they had a carousel of injuries on goalie. So, but anyway, so all right, John Gibson in there. I think that's fair. And Pekarene. And Pekarene. Yeah. I think that's, that's my fair. five. I don't have an order. I can't. I can't do that. That's gonna hurt my head. And then the rest of the goalies. We oh, you know who we forgot? Sergei Bobrovsky. Oh shoot. I think I'm gonna put Sergei over Pekarene. I forgot that good old Sergey's got two Vesnas himself. I forgot. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'll do the same thing. All right. Uh, let's go to the, uh, let's go to wingers. Okay. Because there are a lot of interesting players on this little list here, okay. and a few of them are actually RFAs. So, um, <laughs> yeah. On this list, I'll give you the twenty to eleven first. Phil Kessel. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Patrick Line. Probably should be a bit higher, but when you go a month without scoring, but at the same time, yeah. going a month without That's scoring. That's what I was going to say. And still getting Okay, goals. go. I'll tell you my opinions yeah. after. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog, who I think last year a lot of people were reminded of how good he is. Um, Matthew Kachuk, of course. Jonathan Huberto, who everyone forgets exists because he plays in Florida. Uh, Taylor Hall, Vladimir Tarasenko, Mark Stone at 13. I think me and you need to talk about this in a second. Clojure at 12. Because everyone forgets, is he a winger or is he a centerman? But I think he's a winger now. And number 11, Blake Wheeler. Okay. I think he plays on uh, Jacob Voracek's. Sorry, not Jacob Voracek. Um, he plays on the wing of... Oh, what's his name? He was a Selkie finalist two seasons ago. Oh, I'm embarrassed. He's French. French. On the Flyers. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. You talk. You, you talk about what you have to talk about. I'll um, find it. Well, first of all, I'm a big sucker for Vladimir Tarasenko. When I, I've been like a real hockey fan since 2014. And the okay. first, of course, there's a spot where you only root for your team. Sean, uh, Sean Couturier. Sean Couturier. He plays That's on his name. wing. That's there you the go. Um, so, and the first. So when you're a fan, first yeah. you're really you just root for your team. But then also you start rooting for players and storylines. Yeah. The first player I ever started rooting for who wasn't a hat was Vlad Tarasenko. Um, the rest of these guys I'm okay with, except for Mark Stone. Yeah, I have a problem with Mark Stone. At 13, that's... Oh, I don't know, man. Listen, I'm gonna, I think I know why he's that low, I'm, and I'll explain it to you. Because when you, th- then, when you think of a winger... You don't think of a defense. How many defensive wingers come to mind? Uh, it's really just Mark Stone. <laughs> right. So that's why he's probably so low. Because look at look at the top ten. Let me give you a right? name, and yeah. I want you to think what comes to mind when I bring these guys. Okay. Up. Phil Castle. Sidney Crosby. What? Wait. What's the question? No, no. I sorry. thought you told me the list of part centers, of their sorry. game. Sorry. If I oh my bad. Phil Castle. Not listening. I should have been more clear. Sorry. Phil Castle. Uh, score. Exactly. Patrick S- Linus. Sniper. Gabriel Landeskog. I could... P- 
put him as a playmaker. He's more of a power forward to me. Okay, but yeah, power um, forward. Matthew Kachuk. Power forward. Jonathan Huber, though. No one knows. I don't know. Because he's, <laughs> Cause he plays in Florida. And he has to play behind poor Alex Barkov. Right. Uh, Taylor Hall. Score. Yeah. Vlad Tarasenko. Score. Sniper. Claude Giroux. Powerful. I, I, put I just think of those nifty moments. Blake Wheeler. Power, power forward. forward. But then you look at Mark Stone and you're like, yeah. Defensive. He's two-way. It's just <coughs> there's a reason why. The Selkie has been for centers for so long. It's just because you don't think of the two-way wingers. Right. Um, so the top ten. Uh, David Pasternak, uh, Miko Rantanen, Artemi Panarin, Johnny Goudreau, Leon Dreisaitl, Mitch Marner, Brad Marchand ahead of him at four. Number three, Alex Ovechkin. Number two, Patrick Kane. Number one, Nikita Kucherov, who of course just had the best scoring season of any Russian in history. That's fair. I, I don't have a problem with Nikita Kucherov, number one. Um, I'm going to be honest. It has nothing to do with him playing for Boston. I think, Mark, would you put Mark Stone above David Pasternak? Because I think I would. I would agree with you. Yeah. I think I would. Um, I'd put him above Rantanen only because Rantanen's had the one year. And if he can do it again, yeah. I, I, I have to remember that he plays with the, who I think is the best player in the world right McKinnon. now. Nathan McKinnon, yeah, yeah. So, also... I have a question. Yeah. Why is Leon Dreisaitl a winger? Because he... Because Edmonton don't know what they're doing. Because he wants to play with Connor, even though he's being paid of the amount of money where he's... I'm telling you that's going to change. I, I, re- from the, I really hope that changes this year. Because think about the one, two, three punch of... Uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Derek Broussard. I get it. Derek Broussard isn't the player he was. Oh, I forgot he's, about him, even though he's on the list. Oh, he's on the I Sorry, you know what? Derek, not Derek oh, yeah, Broussard. Yeah, he's on the not Derek Broussard. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know Ryan. it's going to be Ryan Nugent Hopkins is obviously not going to be on the third line. Sorry. In the perfect world. But in a perfect that world, out, that's where you try to roll out. And I think it's going to be different this year. If they have some wingers. Because I don't think Ken Holland's going to take that shit of, uh, sorry, we'll not oh, take that. Fucks. We'll not take that. Um, if we haven't been marked explicit yet, it's going to happen soon. Yeah. He's not going to take it when Leon Dreisel comes and says, I want to play with Connor McDavid. Well, he's gotten away with it. Yeah, but look who was GM before. Peter anyway. Shirelli. Um... Do you agree with Brad Marchand being fourth? No. No? And it's not because I don't like Brad Marchand. It has nothing to do with that. I would put Artemi Panarin over Brad Marchand. Are Uh, you saying that Marchand should be lower or Artemi Panarin should be higher? I think Artemi Panarin should be higher. Okay. You know what's really interesting to me on this list? Patrick Kane over Alex Ovechkin. Patrick yeah. Kane had a very underrated past few seasons because he's been on such a, a mediocre Chicago team. But honestly, he was in heart contention last year. Of the year I think he was what ninety something points. So last year he finished with. Guess how many points he finished with last year? Ninety points, and he had at least forty goals. He had. 110 points. Last year? Yeah, and 44 goals. What? He finished 8th in heart in heart votes votes. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. 110 points. 
That's like that's a career high. And he had a hundred point season a few years ago too. The yeah, year 50, the 15, 16. Wow. Patrick Kane's underrated. It's weird to say that about Is he though? Is he underrated? Everyone knew how good him and the whole like group of those Chicago players were when they were winning. But since it's just everyone's forgotten, I think how good Patrick Kane is. Okay, okay. Would you put Ovechkin above Kane? Yes. Yes. Because no one has no okay. one in history Good. of the game has scored then, like Alex Ovechkin. Then has. I don't have a problem. Okay. There's no problem there. Um besides so I think we would we both agree putting Mark Stone into the top four. I'm not top. comfortable putting him ahead of Kane, Ovechkin, or Kucherov. Can I be honest? Yeah. I would put him at like five. Five? Then who who has four? Uh not Mitch Burner. I was like, okay, good. Would you put Panarin there since he yeah. wanted him? Yeah, I'd have Kucherov, Ovechkin, Kane, Panarin, Stone. I think that's fair. Uh, I think we are disrespecting Drysaddle a little bit because he did get fifty goals this year, did he not? Or yes, yes, 49? he got. Yeah, I believe so. Let me. I'll no, no, it would have been. He was third in goal scoring because Tavares was second. And again, I think did Tavares score? He, 50? No, no, he had fifty goals. Tavares scored forty-seven. Oh, okay, I think then it must have just been Ovechkin who scored fifty. Right? No, 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 you're right. Drysaddle got fifty goals. Did he? Yes. Yes, sir. That's. Wait, wait. So how many did Ovechkin finish with? Fifty-one. Fifty-one. Ah, the boy Ovi. He's beaten Gretzky's record. All right. Enough of the dumb lists. No, we oh, saw no, one more. What are you saying? Mm, okay. This is the one. I uh, should. Should I just let you start, or what do you want to do? Okay. Because I know whoever I, has read this list already knows what Adam has to say. So I was looking at this and I thought, all right, listen. I was talking about this in my family, and there's a certain player I brought up, and they said, I compared it to, to PK, and they, they said to me, Adam, the player that you want on this list missed a bunch of time. And that's Shea Weber. That's true. No, but you know what's really funny? And I'm not a Subban hater, all right. right? I still, to this day, am one of those. Habs fans are very weird where they're split between the Weber-Subban trade, which is astonishing to me. It's still a bad trade for Montreal, but at the same time, it looks a little better because PK Subban's played his best years in Montreal. Um, the same can be say upset about Weber. Any time now he could start declining. Thank God he's right now. He's still one of the best defensemen in the league. But he's been a minute from this list. Now, what I the problem I have is when people tell me Adam Shea Weber was injured last year. PK Subban and Shea Weber both played sixty eight games last year. Right. Yeah, that's I have a problem with that too. I didn't even think about the the injury time. Now Right. I definitely have a problem with that now. Listen, if you want to have him 11 to 20, I'm fine with it. But I don't think Ryan Suda should be over there over him because based on their time in Minnesota, I think we can both say that Shea Weber was the better defenseman. Colton Pareko, I'm fine there, but I think Shea Weber should be on the list again above him. Zach Rorensky is a good defenseman, but I wouldn't put him over Shea Weber. Right. Um, but beside that, looking at this list... Just quickly looking over it. It's a weird position, defenseman. Because for yes. the past few years, it was always, oh, it's Drew Doughty, it's Eric Carlson. But of course, because of what has happened to the Kings and Eric Carlson's health, it's actually opened it up a bit. Now, let's go through 20 to 11. 20, okay. Zach Rorensky, Colton Pareko, Ryan Suter, Miro Heiskinen, Tori Krug, Jacob Truba, Charlie McAvoy, P.K. Subban, John Klingberg, and then 11, Alex Petrangelo. Okay, question. Yes. Do, other than Shea Weber, 
Is there any other defenseman that you think they missed? Um, off the top of my head? Yes. Why? I can't think No, of I'm just right asking because I can't think. There, it's obviously Ron Hainsey. Oh. I'm just joking. You know what I I'm find interesting? Um, from what I hear yeah. is Jake Truba is basically the right-handed Jake Gardner. And I don't know if I want to... I thought that was Tyler Myers. Someone told me it was Tyler Myers because there was the rumor halfway. I don't remember if you if you heard it. It was like December. Someone's like, "Yeah, they're gonna trade uh, Jake Gardner for Tyler Myers. Oh, just a one for one, so the Leafs get their right-handed defenseman." I'm like, "No." Oh no, that's Please terrible. Please no. But anyway, I wouldn't put Truba against. I mean, above sorry of of Amir Heiskin or Troy Crew. I I can't. I don't feel comfortable doing that. Neither do I. And Tory Krug's one of those guys who a lot of people underestimate Tory Krug. Sucks he plays for the Bruins, but... Yeah. Um, PK, I'm fine with because he isn't where he is, but he's still an effective top four defenseman. Well, we'll see how he does in uh, New Jersey next year. I uh, think they will do... I think they will do things in New Jersey. Champions of the offseason. Oh, for sure. Um, okay, then number 10, Chris Letang. When he's uh, healthy, it's weird with Chris Letang. It depends on I his health. I don't know. That's when I saw the list. That's where my problem. I I think that's where I have like my second problem is with that. I don't know if I agree with Chris Letang at ten. You know the, the playoffs always just have this thing where they change your opinion. Is I look at Petrangelo at eleven, and I look at now that you bring it up, I look at Letang, and like I think Alex Petrangelo should be above Chris. Letang. I would take right now. I think I would take Klinberg or Subban over Chris Letang right now. Really? I think so. Okay. I think so. Anyway, uh, number nine, but, Drew Doughty. Considered one of the best defensemen in the NHL, but over the past two seasons... It has not, but yeah, the last two... As literally as soon as he signed that extension two years ago. Or was it a year ago? He, the, I believe the, he signed it last offseason. So it just started. It's, it's going to kick in in September. Or oh, sorry, it's, it's it now kicked, kicked in, in July. As soon as he signed that extension, everything just fell. It's really... Isn't it not something... You would want as a Kings fan or a member of that team, management, coaching, whatever, that you start talking about a player's decline in play. The season eight-year extension kicks in. How old is Drew Doughty? I believe he is the same age as John Tavares, is he not? So he should be in literally the middle of his prime. Yeah. He's 29. No, you can't. He's at the... Just double check it, but, yeah. um, but at the same time, we have to remember those deep playoff runs, especially in the Western Conference against Fair. the Blackhawks a couple of years ago. Fair. That everyone, Jeff Merrick said, I forget when it was. He said that Tyler Toffoli, it was on Thirty One Thoughts, so it was him or Friedman said that ever since those playoff runs, Tyler Toffoli hasn't been the same. Now Tyler Toffoli is a young guy, but at the same time, going through those rough Western Conference finals against the Blackhawks, I went back and forth in the finals. Well. With the Kings and the Bruins and all of that, like it takes your toll. Well, Tyler Toffoli was only part of one of them. Was he? Well, okay, so the, his first NHL playoffs was twelve thirteen. Okay. He played twelve games. Oh yeah, so they won their first one the year before. The year after. Uh, well, he won. He won one Stanley Cup. Twenty thirteen fourteen played twenty six games. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. That Never was mind. it. Then the year after five games. The year after that four games. And then last year they missed it. Well, well, still, Drew Doughty is still... Drew Doughty went through three... Jeff Carter as well was part of some of those. Right. 
So, and look at what he what his, his health is like. Uh, number eight, Roman Yossi. I don't have a problem with that. No. Um, a guy with the year he had, I thought would be a bit higher, is uh, number seven, Morgan Riley. I look at the names above him. Yeah. And I don't, I, I think that's fine. Yeah, you're okay with it? Uh, number yeah. six, yes, John Carlson. Yeah, fine with it. I Not have no say. problems. It's mm. nice to see this player get some love. Number yeah. five, Seth Jones. One of those guys everyone talks about that. He'll be in, he will, he will win, a ve- win a Vesna by the end of his career. Not a Vesna, a Norris. A Norris, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want hockey back. I'm forgetting things. Um, number four, Eric Carlson. Wait, I just want to say we're, it's official that Columbus won the trade, right? Like, it's the, been official. Oh, the Jones, Johan. Um, yeah, 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 he did. Okay, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, Zach Rensky and Seth Jones on your back end? Yeah, but they, 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 they won the Ryan Johansson deal. Um, and I made my opinion known about Ryan Johansson a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Eric Carlson, number four. Um, until he has a nice, healthy, productive year, I don't have much to say. Again, I love how everyone questioned after his time in Ottawa, will he ever get that 11-year deal? Sorry, eight years, $11 million. He goes to the and Sharks, he did. has a horrible year filled with injuries, and he gets more money. He's another player. How many How many games do you think Eric Carlson played last year? Uh, it was I, It was less than 50, wasn't it? it 53 was games. 53. And he, still a top top. And he had, five. what, 40-something points still? 45 points, yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. I remember that it was Game 7 against Vegas. And everyone, oh, I remember he made that really sick pass Sparkly Goudreau to win the game. He's just, his offensive ability is just astounding. Uh, number three, Marjorie Fair. The reigning defending I Norris think because he won this year, he won the, the Norris. And based on the season he had, yes, I am comfortable having him at number three. But maybe he is 35. Right, but these lists aren't based on the future, right? These bit these lists are based on the season they just had. Okay. So yes, I'm comfortable with the season he had. The fact that he won the Norris, I'm fine with him being at number three. Okay. Um, number two, I think this guy should be number one because of his two way play. Uh Victor Hedman. Okay. And then Explain. The, well, so number one is Brent Burns, right? Now, yeah. we had this debate about an NHL defenseman a couple weeks ago about... Yeah, we did. Yes. Whether a defenseman nowadays should be good in both ends of the ice, right? And I made the point that, yes, most of nowadays, a 2018-19 defense, or a 2019-2020 now, defenseman, it's normally be someone who's out... Offensively, he's dynamite, but is a bit trash in their own zone, right? But what makes a defenseman like Victor Hedman so special is that he's great on both sides of the ice. And I think because he is a better two-way player, I would put him against Brent Burns. And I love okay. Brent Burns. Great offensive player, right? There's a reason he used to play forward. I just feel like Victor Hedman should be number one. Okay. I know the... This specific stat is not very relevant to. to if you uh, bring a plus minus. No, 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 no. It's not as relevant to to defenseman. Can you tell me how many points Victor Hedman scored last year? I don't think he even had sixty, didn't he? He had fifty-four. Okay. 
Can you tell me how many points Brett Burns had last year? At least seventy. He had eighty-three. And he played and he played the full <laughs> season. Holy crap. Yeah. Eighty-three points? Eighty-three. Sixteen goals, sixty-seven assists. Wow. And on average, he played Two and a half minutes more. Fair. Brett Burns had 25 minutes and 6 seconds average. Uh, Hedman had 22 minutes and 45 seconds. Okay. Does that change your mind? I, I think it does. I okay. Think, I think it's fair okay. to have Brett Burns there. I think it's very fair to have him there. Um, so, we're talking about a lot of good players. There were some RFAs on that list, and we had an RFA sign. <sighs> oh, yeah, sorry. I thought you were getting to something else, no, yes. we can wait. Um, okay. Colin White of the Ottawa Senators, the first player that the Sens have given a contract longer than, I believe it was five years. The deal itself is six, but the first player they've given more than five years to since, uh, <coughs> since Bobby Ryan, who is now a ghost on that team. Now, at the same time, I think this is going to work out well. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Based on what he did on a pretty crappy team and everything I, I've read about him. Um, I will say that in the NHL video games, Colin White would, he would only hit like 84 overall, but he'd always get you 34 goals. Yeah. Obviously, he's not going to do that, but I mean, good for the Suns to actually spend some money and get a good little player sign. Anything to okay, say about... Um, Colin White. Last year, he had 41 points, 14 goals. Um, it's I, I'm looking at the uh, salary structure. No mm-hmm. signing bonus. No signing bonuses. But it's it's ba- so it's this year on July or on August 21st. Technically, he got paid four million dollars. Next year, another four million dollars. Year after that, four point seven five. 4.75, 4.75, and on the last year of his deal, he gets paid 6.25. So he's going to get traded that last year? He probably will get traded the last year. Well, I think he is a great player. I think he has potential to be your second line center. I think that's the. I, I'm, I don't know if I'm rating him too highly. A former 21st overall pick, yeah. I think it, that's I, fair. I, you know what? I'm looking at the other players they have. I don't see... he'll. Pro, you know what? To be honest, he'll probably be end up when this rebuild... may. Whenever this rebuild Keep is Logan over... Keep Logan Brown in mind quickly. Okay, but is... Lo, okay. Logan I, I know. Brown I'm, and Colin White have... Both of them have top six ceiling, I are, would say. And I agree, but are either of them going to be a solidified number one center? No. Like sin, like not, no, 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 no. Like that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's th- both those players will max out at second line center, but one of them will play first line center. Yes. And inevitably get paid first line center money. Like like Kyle Turris, yeah. Yes. Yes. Fair enough. Okay, now Colin White. I cannot complain about this contract. Six when it years. When it comes to the Sens, yeah, it's fine. When it comes to the Sens, my worry is that they're going to give up on him too fast because they don't want to pay him. Agree? Do you agree with me, or do you, or do you disagree with that? I think that's fair. I think it's fair. What did they offer Eric Carlson? It was eight times eleven, but I, it was pretty common knowledge that he wasn't going to sign it, so it was more of a right. Here you go. Even though we know you're leaving. 
it was like kind of like, oh, I'm going to be nice and offer you something. Even though everyone saw it. But they all knew he wasn't going to sign. Yeah. Okay. All right. By the end of this contract, is Colin White an Ottawa senator? Yes uh, or no? No. I don't think so. Unless Eugene Melnick is in there. I don't think Thomas Shabbat's going to be an Ottawa senator. Oh, my God. Know. Thomas Shabbat next year Please is an RFA. Him. Um, another little signing we'll, okay. we'll talk about is you got him mistaken earlier yeah. signing with the Orioles, but that's because he was rumored to go there. Uh, yes, and I remember a couple weeks ago I said, I don't understand why no one's taking a bet on Derek Broussard, and the Islanders did it. I'm happy about that. I like Derek Broussard. So what? He, he's going to play third line, right? Probably well, behind Barzell and, and Nelson. And Nelson? Yeah. Unless he proves himself. His best years, of course, were in New York, but the guy's capable of getting 20 goals. You know what the thing is, though? is Okay, you look at where he where, his trades. Where did he play? Uh, Columbus starting off. Right. Then, of course, he played Austria? I'm guessing that's the lockout. Oh, no, no. Why was he playing six games in Austria? Anyway. A lockout. Uh, then, yeah, he was. I never knew he was a Columbus Blue Jacket. Then he went to the Rangers when he had his best years. Probably yep. when they were actually a good team. Okay. Um, then he went to Ottawa. And then that's when everything started. In No, but in Ottawa, how did he play? He was a good player in Ottawa, was he not? Yep. And then he went to Pittsburgh. Then he went to Florida. And then he went to Colorado. You know what the problem was? And I think... It's just, this is similar to other players, that when you play him in a diminished role, he's not going to be as effective. Nazem Kadri is a perfect Nazem example. Nazem Kadri, yes. Perfect example. You look how he played before he was moved to your third line center. Remember that year, he was a hot commodity, and everyone when Pittsburgh got him, everyone was like, oh, of course it was Pittsburgh. And then they've and then, been looking for that third line center for a while now. And that's the thing. If you put a actual second-line center as your third-line center, what are the chances it works out? You're playing diminished minutes. Fine, you're not playing the talent you're playing against isn't as good, so you think that you should be more effective against them, but you're playing less minutes. So, what I'm, so I guess the, the point I'm trying to get at is why wouldn't he go to a team where he could excel? Well, at this point... At this point, yeah, that's fine. I guess no one must have been offering him anything good. Which is beyond me. There's another player we're going to get to where I can't believe anyone offered him. This can either go one of two ways. He gets his career resurrected or it's another Toby Ryder deal. Or he's not going to score a single goal and his career is over. Of course, I hope it's not like that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... it's, And it's not like the, like the Islanders aren't a very offensively driven team. But, no. hey, hopefully, hopefully he gets it all back on track. Uh, speaking of that player that I was just talking about, I hate when good teams, just things go their way. (laughs) This is not fair. Patrick Maroon signs a one-year, $900,000 deal with the Tampa Bay Lightning. First of all, I thought that playoff (sighs) was going to get him a nice little contract. Jeff Merrick, again, mentioning him on 31 Thoughts, once said, there are players that get you to the playoffs, and then there are players that get you to win there. Patrick Maroon was one of those players that he made enough helps the Blues get there as much as a Jordan Bennington, obviously. But he scored some massive goals in that playoff series. And he was part of that heavy style that the Blues played. Um, I'm, I know the Blues are a bit cap-strapped, but I can't believe no one else got this guy. And now Tampa have got him on the cheap. 
when they're in the middle of a cap crunch. Yeah. I cannot believe. Okay. Question. Yes. If Peter Shirelli... Okay, I, I know this is going to sound weird, and I'm not comparing these two players necessarily. Peter Shirelli, in the past, has been known to give some players who are not so good great contracts. I am not saying give him the Milan Lucic deal. But I'm asking you if Peter Shirelli was still the general manager of the Edmonton <laughs> Oilers, would Patrick Maroon be, sign a four-year deal at like $4 million a year? Well, he traded Papa Murray, remember? When he was an oiler. And he was scoring 20 goals on McDavid's wing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he would have. Um, it's a good question, but it's just weird to me that no one gave the poor guy a chance. Well, I'm looking. Like, what team could you... I Obviously, every team can use a player like Patrick Maroon. I'm just saying, what team is looking for a player like Patrick Maroon? Washington, they could use a player. They like already that. have Tom Wilson. Oh yeah, yeah, the Leafs could use some size, and you know, you know, once Cody Yeah, but that's not play. Kyle Dubas's style. Yeah, but yeah. so I don't see Kyle Dubas going out there and saying, "You know what? We're going to sign this guy." Nashville they because could have given because, them a chance. Yeah, no. Calgary likes their big, strong boys on occasion. They just got Mila and Lucic. They oh, do. Mm, forgot about that. Yeah, I'm surprised Vancouver didn't give him a chance either. That would have been funny. Chicago. I'm looking at a lot of teams, and I think you could... Why not give this guy a chance, right? I wonder if he got offers and just didn't take them. Because it seems like 900000 is in like a low number for him. Yeah. I wonder if he got offers from teams he didn't want to go to. They all did whatever else they had to do, sign whatever players they have to they had to sign. And then he was left with Tampa at 900. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Because I think he was waiting on I have a feeling he was waiting on St. Louis to offer him something and they didn't. No, it but it sounds like they did leave on good terms though. Because the Blues yeah. put out a tweet saying thanks, Pat, and all that. He made a big um, post on social media about it. So at least they left on good terms. Yes. And I mean, now he gets to play in Tampa Bay. Now he gets to play on Tampa Bay. That's pretty awesome. So how many points are the Tampa Bay Lightning gang next year? Um, uh, over 120 oh, or under oh, 120? Oh, no. They could get 120 and I wouldn't be surprised. But then, again, it doesn't matter until they do something in the playoffs. Right. So they have eight and a half in cap space left. And still have to sign brain point. Yes, which will get done. Which will get done. Yes. Yes. And At a ridiculously low number. Uh, no. But. No. Oh, maybe. It won't be like 10. But it'll, it'll get done. That's not an issue. Um, I like Jerome McGinley. Yeah, yeah, I like Joe. Uh, was he forced into retirement? I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just joking. Don't, yeah, he was. That's a funny <laughs> just thing. joking. Um, so, Aikensdale Arena in St. Albert will be renamed to the Jerome Aginla Arena on August 25th in the city of St. Albert. Now, uh, by the way, this article is for CBC. Um, I can't see the author's name, but, um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring this up just because... I just there's there's no one who represents the Canadian style of hockey more than Jerome McGinley. 
Like back yeah. in his day, rough toughs can score, can dipsy, can dangle, can knock you out of his giant a player, fist. A player that Don Cherry would like. Yeah. Okay. But that, the, that's what we're describing. But he contributed. And he's yeah. one of the most under, underestimated players of all time. I, I just wanted to, to say, just good for him. Getting an arena named after yourself, that's really nice. I'm happy for him. The Flames should be, you know, fined for not giving him a contract, by the way. Or just yeah. bringing him back for something. Like, come on, guys, what are you doing? But it's good for him, right? Just wanted to bring that up. Just bring up a couple little things because uh, there's still got some big talking points here. Again, well, congratulations yeah. to my boy P.K. Subban. Who's now engaged oh, yeah. to retire skier Lindsey Vaughn. Congratulations. Shoot your shot, kids, as PK said. Um, another quick little thing, Alex. Uh, Max Domi was on Tim and Sid. I saw that. And uh, there was this really good clip where he talks about <coughs> playing for Montreal and what yeah. he would say to free agents. And I remember a couple of years ago, Brendan Gallagher wrote something, I think it was in the Players' Tribune, about why players should at least try and play in Montreal to feel how special it is. Uh, I think Josh Georges was also a big inspiration of Brendan Gallagher. They were roommates back in the day. So it's just really nice as a Habs fan to see a player. So if you look at his social media and that, no, of course, there's always a thing of, like, of course he's going to have a good public image. But it just feels different with Max Domi. But he just loves playing in Montreal. Yeah, that's nice. That's That's good. At least he's happy. Listen, there's listen, listen, listen. I I I promise. Say this heartwarming thing in your no no no. I listen. I'm gonna sign Matthew's jersey. I'm gonna explain it. I'm gonna explain it. There's a lot. I can. I don't know for a fact, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of players in the NHL hate where they're playing, or don't like, or yeah, like you know what I mean. It's a good that he likes where he's playing. Connor McDavid probably. Connor McDavid is probably one of those players. He's just. Pushing it through at Edmonton. God bless him. It's just really nice to see a player who loves playing for your team. Yeah, exactly. Especially with a fan base that's a bit much. And you see him go with Pride Parade and that. And, and I don't know if I've still told the story on the podcast. But I've, I think I've told you out of it. So, I, of course, I go to Montreal games all the time. I'm now a Montreal Canadian season ticket holder. Congratulations. So awesome. And um, so, last home game of the season. Obviously, if you've ever been to one, they have the jersey giveaway and then... A lot of times, you know, jersey off your back night. No, I've never been to. Oh, okay. So what happens is, yeah, they like they draw like random seats, and then like, and like those people get to go on the ice after the game, and like the players give them their jersey, okay. sign them, and all that. And then afterwards, normally like some teams would like stay around for like near the tunnel with the fans and sign stuff, right? And I went over there, and I feel kind of bad because I got a Kokinemi jersey, which is my jersey signed by Domi. And at this stage, because I didn't want to leave the Bell Center, season done. It's fantastic, right? And um, they had this thing where in the Bell Center center ice, they had, um, like, Yuppie there, and they had kids come by and sign. And all of a sudden, Max Domi comes out. And he's there. He's signing stuff for a solid hour. It's it's The guy's probably not going to get it done and undressed and that until probably 1 in the morning, how late he was staying, right? And you hear one of the Bell Center employees go, you know, we gotta go, Max. Like we gotta go. And he says no. Yeah. These kids are here to see me. I want. I want to talk to him and that. Like he, this this one kid wanted him to follow him on Instagram, and Max actually did it. It was really. It was just. It was just really nice to see such such a good guy. So that that's my little story about Max Domi. I just when I saw the thing on Tim said, I just wanted to bring up like just. It's, it's he's just a good human being, and that's the yeah. thing of the sport that you love to see. 
Um, Alex, drugs are bad. Oh, yeah. So, a couple of months ago, oh. there's a video of Evgeny Kuznetsov. And there was some sort of white powder. Some sort of white powder. And Don't we, know what it is. We found out a few days ago that Capitals Evgeny Kuznetsov has been suspended for four years by the IIHF, so only on the international playing field, after positive cocaine tests. Oh like, boy. Why am I not even surprised? <laughs> like that video alone, I understand. I understand he. What's he gonna say? Like he's gonna say, "Yep, that, that's what I was around." He's not obviously. He's not gonna admit to being around it. But to like, I don't even know like what to say. Like this is just a very like it's a really bad situation it it sucks he'll miss of course he'll probably miss the next olympics the that's World if Cup they go to the olympics that's if they go to the yeah. olympics but when you see like his teammate alex ovechkin and how passionate he is about trying to get a russian gold medal um you know they missed out of course russia won it against um they they sorry of course the cat the russians won gold at the last olympics well that's because yeah the nhl players weren't there um, and you got to think it sucks for those guys like your Tarasenko's, like your Alex Ovechkin's and Kuznetsov to see your country do well. And now the next time around, you can't do anything. World Cups, World yeah. Championships, Olympics. So um, now the NHL aren't actually stepping in here because um, NHL Deputy Commissioner, what's his name? Brian Daly. No. Uh, whatever. So he came out no, and Brian said Dillon. because cocaine is not a performance-enhancing drug, it won't be suspended at all in the NHL level. Now, I don't know if the the Capitals came out and said, "Oh, he's going into the NHL like drug and abuse substance mm-hmm. program and all that." So Bill Daly. Bill Daly. Sorry, sorry. not Brian. Um, so who knows if there's going to be any real consequence for him? Now the NHL has been known for not really going down on drugs that badly, so. It seems well, to be common knowledge that it a lot says of here they, are doing it. I'm reading the an article. It says he probably won't be suspended. I mean, you know, I have my own stance about, like, the dudes doing the legal drug. Yeah. There should be something about it. But yes. at the same time, if it's not a, it's not a player on my team, <laughs> it's not performance enhancing like they said. Right. So, like, there's no point getting that mad about it. But, I mean... What an idiot to let it be filmed, too. I know. Like, how does this happen? Um, you know, Russia seems like a fun place. Russia seems like... Well, the Russian machine never breaks. Yeah! Steve Daniel doing a book signing in D.C.? Yeah. You love to see it, right? Um... Quickly, rapid fire. Okay. I actually saw this earlier today, and I'm going to surprise you with it. And TSN put out a thing of... Players that are under pressure. It was a Jay and Dan thing. So I'm going to give you these, this name. I'm going to give you a name of a player. I want you to let me know. How do you think they're going to do? Do you think they're going to bounce back, prove people wrong? And first of all, I'm going to bring up a name that I think there's going to be a lot more to say about this guy because of the stuff that's been coming out of Winnipeg, and that's Patrick Lineck. He. Uh, let's see what happens first. What the contract. Yeah. Then we'll make, and then I'll make a decision. Does he score thirty goals, at least? Better, yeah, he should. William Nylander has a lot to prove. I think he'll, prove and it I think he will prove it. Um, joining Bennington. 
he okay be- here's my opinion on Jordan Bennington he had what was he had a very good season and the playoffs he was very good Stanley Cup champion Stanley Cup champion Richmond Hill zone Richmond Hill zone what needs to happen what's sorry what's going to okay he had a 927 save percentage 1.89 goals against average in 32 games played mm-hmm. What are the chances he plays 50 games next year and hits the same numbers? Well, he's not going to. Right, but that's the thing. A lot of people are going to think he is. I think it's fair. I don't think he's going to be Andrew Hammond, right? No, no, he's he's going to be a good goalie. I don't know what it is. His confidence alone just, just gives you a thing of, I think he's going to do well. Right, I think he's going to do very well. It's a matter of how well he's going to do. And I don't think he's going to put up the same numbers. And I hope Blues fans don't see him regress a little bit and completely lose trust in him. I think being one of the oldest teams in the league and finally getting your cup, I think anytime you win the cup, you get a bit of a grace period. So right. but I think I think they're smart enough. They're a savvy little group of fans. So uh, We talked about this guy a little earlier, Drew Doughty. How do you think he's going to do? Because it's just a Kings team. Well, he needs to play the entire season. Did he play the entire season last year or was he injured? I don't care enough about the Kings. I'd be interested. Let's see. Oh, he played 82 games. I'm I'm a liar. Well, anyway. He needs to do better. Andre Kopitar wasn't the fleetest of foot before he's getting older. And I'm a massive fan of Andre Kopitar. I can't tell you. Drew Dowdy's another year older. Jonathan Quick. Jeff Carter is already on one leg. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't I don't know. Ilya they have that he has to he needs to step up. That's what needs to happen. I don't think he will. Uh, well, Rob Blake has a lot of work to do. Yeah, he does. Just, yeah. Um, a former Art Ross winner, Jamie Ben got a lot of crap in Dallas last year. Yeah, um, I don't so. know if I can't say the quote, but cause you're gonna get mad at me. Yeah, but he's that. That's he's not horse poop. He's a 30 goal scorer, and he was a sixth round pick. By the way, um, I think I don't know if he should be on this list. I think he's gonna do great. Well, Jamie, Bell, you know why so. he's on this list is because he makes nine and a half million, or like the cap hit is nine and a half million. Only he had 53 points last year. And How many goals? 27. 20, yeah, but that's... Nikita Gusev. Well, I don't even know what to say about Nikita Gusev. He's uh. We just don't know until he hits North American ice. Exactly. I think he will do. I think, he, like we said the other uh, the other show, I think he'll be more of a Radulov situation than Dennis Shipil... Not Dennis, Jesus. Vladim. Vladislav Shipilayev, or the guy Vladim Shipachayev. The Russian guy with a very difficult name to say he played for Vegas for about two games back Wait, sorry, did he sign with the Golden Knights and not play a single game? He did play a few games. I think he scored a goal or two, actually. What? It was less than six, I know that for Because Cat Friendly has nothing. No games played last year. Not last year, no. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but he was signed last year. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, God, they're old. Like, he signed a one-year contract. Four point five. On April fourteenth. Mm-hmm. No, no, April nineteenth, April fourteenth, twenty nineteen. Yeah. N- one year for twenty eighteen nineteen. Didn't play a single game. No, he must. Have. He did not. I. N- Alex, carry the show. I need to do some. Hockey DB has nothing, and Cap Friendly says he played zero games. 
Vadim Shipachov. Oh, now I remember him. No, see, he played three games. No, I'm talking about Gusev. I'm talking oh, about Gusev. Gusev. Oh, no, no. Gusev played zero games. Yeah, he was in the KHL. I know, but then why would you why would you sign him? Because, what? what, what? Oh, was it his rights? Was yes. it a rights thing? That makes so much sense. He's 27. I just realized he's 27. What? Alex, are you, are you okay? No, I I got confused for a second. Oh, Alex. Excuse oh, me. Oh, God dang it. I may have just closed all my show. Okay. That's okay. Whoops. Okay. Um, Corey Schneider. Oh, that guy has a lot to prove. He has not played well. I mean, listen, and I may give him the benefit of the doubt because... Hip surgery. Hip, sur- hip surgery. And... Uh, I don't. I'm assuming you heard what Luongo had to say about it. I think it was when he was it on was Thirty One Thoughts. Yeah, it was when on he was on Thirty One Thoughts, they brought up Corey Schneider, and it takes at least a year to properly heal, like after the surgery. I think that's what he said. And, and listen, he played 26 games uh, with the Devils, and then he played eight games with Binning, Binnington. Bing Hampton yeah. in the AHL. And neither of those numbers were good. Now next year's gonna be a different story. I think he his rehab needs to actually go well. He needs to do properly go through rehab. Or whatever he has to do to get the next to get to the next step. Because I'm looking at past years and he can be a good goalie. Yeah. Right, 2013-2014, 45 games played, 1.97 uh, goals against, 9.21 save percentage. Even the year after, he played 69 games, had a 2.25 uh, goals against average, and a 9.25 save percentage. Even the year after that, he had a 9.24 save percentage. It was the year after that, 2016-2017, played 60 games, and had a 908 save percentage. That's the downfall. Next year, Corey Schneider, something different needs to happen. He cannot play, obviously, he cannot play 60 games. Well, then you're going to have to rely on poor Mackenzie Blackwood. To do well, it. then they need to go for the New Jersey Devils. Need to go find a UFA. Let's go look. Let's go right now. I'm going to go look at UFAs. They, as much as I'm now realizing this, um, we champion them as champion of the offseason. They need a save. They, they need, need a, a save. Goalie. They definitely need a save. Okay, let's okay. do this. Who? Okay, Scott Darling. Mm. Cam Ward. Uh, no, no, no. You're not taking Cam Ward for a short... Uh, no, I'm not saying you're no. signing long-term. Okay. No, I don't want anything to do with that. Not Chad Johnson. Al Montoya. Ah, oh, I miss Al. No, he's, he's gotten up. That's it, everyone else. It looks Before like a... Carry Price back up, Al Montoya. It looks empty. Michael Layden. Like, I'm looking at these names. Something needs to change because, obviously... Corey Schneider next year. I don't think he. How many games do you think Corey Schneider can play next year? Forty. Forty. I just. You're gonna have to load management's gonna be big for Corey. It's gonna be a huge load ma- load management session. Um, to another goalie, Martin Jones. 
I think that's a difficult one. That's a difficult one to say he needs to prove I think himself. He knows how bad he was. Yeah. I mean, if he was just a little better, the Sharks might be Stanley Cup champions. So, oh, oh! I didn't realize how bad his numbers were. Yeah, he was. He was, he was bad last year. He Holy, was bad. that is under nine hundred in both the playoffs and regular season um, save percentage. I'm gonna skip James Neal because we talked about him and Lucic. Yeah. Uh, and the final one on this is Jesse Puljujarvi, who is still on. Sunday. He needs to be traded. Something because he's obviously not playing in Edmonton. No. The experience was not not good at all. No. He had to get, what, double hip surgery? Yes, it was double hip. How many games did he play last year? That's what I'm curious about. Why is it that he was playing and there was he probably had to get surgery? He played 46 games in the NHL and four in the AHL. Well, don't forget, there was that same issue with... Um was the one other defenseman had it was a shoulder issue last season or the season before? Was it not Darnell Nurse who no, had it? Was any? not Darnell, it was the hot seat. Oh, Clefbaum, yes, Oscar, Oscar Clefbaum, yes, 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 yes. Same issue. First, they he played, then he didn't play the last five to ten games, I think, because he had a shoulder injury. That was that was nagging. And you for weren't about even going to make the playoffs. Do you know why? He because I think they were there was rumors that he was going to get traded. Yes, I remember that. And they still played him. What? How was that put? How was that upping anyone's trade value? Well, Peter Shirley was a GM at the time. Well, anyway, the, the Oilers are going to be another one of those teams. Um, oh, they have work to do. Yeah. So, I guess let's go to one of the main events. So, do you know who is actually under the same agency as Mitch Marner? Dave Boland. Dave Boland. Good old David. So good old David Boland, former Leafs legend, of course, um, yeah. came out and started saying some stuff. Saying that, yes, Austin Matthews is a center, and yes, oh, he scores lots of goals. But he said, when it comes to two-way play, this is the part that gets me, that Mitch Marner is a more complete player, and he compared him to Jonathan Taves. Now, first what? of all, first of all, he did what? He said that Mitch Marner was like Jonathan Taves. Now, first of all, Jonathan <sighs> Taves last season proved and reminded everyone how good Jonathan Taves is. Good for him. But Jonathan Taves is one of the best two-way players in the league. And he's also way. a center. Yeah. And I don't know about you, because I don't watch a lot of Leafs games, obviously. But Mitch Marner doesn't... No. The answer is no. Mitch Marner does not look anything like jo- Jonathan Taves. I'm not even going to let you finish your sentence. Okay. I can't. I can't let you finish the sentence. It just sounds. It just sounds really stupid. I. I don't know who in like why you would compare that. When you think of defensive centers, is Jonathan Taze a defensive center? Yes. Defensive mind center. Okay. Oh, of course. Defensive wingers. Who's a defensive winger? Mark Stone. We talked Mark about Stone. him earlier. Great we guy. talked about him earlier. Love him. Is there any other names that come to your mind? When it comes to defensive wingers. Yes. Uh no. Okay, Mitch Marner's not on the list, right? No. Okay. No, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Mitch Marner has the ability, because he is fast, to get back quickly to stop a play. There's a lot more to defense. But there's a lot more to def right. There's Eric a- Carlson's a perfect example. Skates like the wind, but just because you get back doesn't mean 
I agree with that. This that's where my problems start with this. Mm-hmm. He is not Jonathan Taze. No, he's not. Not. Not even close. Did you finish the quote? Because there's uh, more no, to it, right? No, okay, I finish the quote. Um, so this is, from, uh, this is from Sportsnet, obviously. Um, nice. Here's a quote. I think Marner has been their best player. Uh, Dave Boland told Dave McCarthy at the Sporting News, I, which I think is fair. All right. I think there's an argument to be made yes. at that. Uh, I know Matthews is a goal scorer. He puts up goals. But I think as an all-around player, I see Marner as like a Jonathan Taves. Tave was our go-to guy in Chicago. We'd have him out there for power plays, penalty kill. He was the guy when things were going down. And I kind of see Marner the same type of position. Now, uh, I think to that point of what he's saying, he's not wrong. Mitch played the power play. He did the Mitch thing. Yes. He did play penalty kill. Him and Tavares both did, did they not? Yeah, towards the end of the season. But, I mean, it's but just... that doesn't make him... Uh, because he played the penalty kill, that doesn't make him a defensive a winger. Jonathan, like, Clara Olsner was a big part of Montreal's penalty kill in the 2017-18 season. The the one that we all dread. I watched a lot of those games because I lived in Montreal. But Carl Olsner's not a good defensive player, despite how much power penalty kill he played. Right. Like, like it's... I mean, he's not wrong. Do you know why? Do you just... know why Mitch Marner played on the penalty kill? Why? Because he is fast. He'll pinch, or he'll push up. Right? Sorry, not pinch. He'll push up when he thinks there's an opportunity to get a breakaway or some type of one-on-one situation. And if that doesn't happen, he's fast enough that he can come back and help the defense and the other forward. That's why he's playing on the penalty kill. He's not playing on the penalty kill for his defensive abilities. I'm sorry. Well, um, there's been a new development in the Mitch Marner playbook. <coughs> um, sorry, in the Mitch Marner saga here. No. His agent, good old Darren Ferentz, has played his final card. We've activated his trap card, Alex. And that means, oh, let's go overseas and talk to other teams. And I love... So he talks to Zurich or the uh, the ZSC Lions. Don't you find it no, funny? No, 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 I know what you're going to you say. Find I know it what funny? you're going to say. Don't bring it up. Yet. Okay, okay. So I saw him like, first of all, so the tweet from the Lions said, the uh, the Lions have been asked by the European agent if Mitch Marner at Marner93 mm-hmm. can participate in our practice. Whether and when the player will train with Zurich is not decided yet. Hashtag Marner and, and all that stuff, right? Of course, that's part of the Swiss League are the Lions. Yeah. Now, at first I was like, that's weird. The Zurich Lion, why have I heard that before? Yeah. And then, like, I see a tweet and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and it doesn't help that the Lions, after this, God bless them, tweeted out a picture of one of their former players, the throwback. So Darren Ferentz decided to go and talk to the Swiss team that Austin Matthews played for in his draft year. I find that quite funny because, okay, there was two other times this happened, right? Uh, Josh Anderson and Andreas Anathasiu. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And both those times, he suppo- and he went to the KHL. He talked to the KHL. Mm-hmm. Not uh, any other league. This time, he's going to Switzerland. <laughs> to Matthews' Okay? He's team. going to Zurich. That's hilarious. Matthews' old team. And 
I, I, lo- I like the, to think that the Lions were like, all right, let's let's stir the pot here. And oh, they knew, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. I don't know how Darren Ferentz must have reacted. Like, you sons. It's okay. But it's I, okay. I just love that. I've given I do I'm giving my opinion. Wait, isn't there more to the quote? Something about him getting paid what he deserves or something oh, like him, that. Oh, he did go on to say that yeah. he should try and get as much as he can, which I think is fair. Which is fair. That's a fair. That's a fair thing to say because he's, that's how players. Re- there's no Mar- no leaf that you see more commercials than Mitch Martin. So he's getting his money. Oh, and I've said I think we've talked about this before. No matter where Mitch Marner goes. Advertising money, the most he would make is in Toronto. Mm-hmm. He could go to, uh, let's see. But you should come to Montreal if you want your own McDonald's burger. Okay, uh, sure. Anyway, if he wants his own McDonald's burger. But, okay, let's be realistic. Even if he went to Montreal, would he make the same type of advertising money that he would in Toronto? No, because Carey Price kind of has all that. Him, them, him and right. Shea Weber. If, if right. you go to Montreal, go to like a bus stop. Like one of the electronic ones, yeah. you see Carey Price's face. Right. Carey Price says, "Go away, this is my turf." Okay, so even let's say he takes a pay cut, a pay cut, and he makes nine and a half, which is how I, much he should make. Which or, is how much he should make, right? He's gonna earn that supposed five hundred to a million that he thinks he deserves in a month. Yeah. He's going to make that in a month Steve, playing in Toronto. Steve Dangle makes an, an excellent point that if you're a Leaf, you could play for like half a season and you will never have to buy anything in this city again. But then you got to think of like a Matthews or a Marner, like what they could get in that city. Like you walk around and someone's just going to be, oh, Mitch, you want a coffee? Here you go, Mitch. Oh, yeah. Mitch, you want some headphones? Here you go, yeah. Mitch. And if they win a cup, oh my God. Yeah, you probably I, I, get a key to the city. <laughs> Pro- well, the Raptors got a key to the city. Yeah. What will the Leafs get? By the way, I remember thinking to myself, <laughs> you know, it's weird. I'm like, they can't, the Leafs just can't. They give out, like, just can't give out $100 million every other year. Like, there's got to be some. Then I remember, oh, wait, they own the Raptors, too. And they just yeah. probably made all the money in the They world. own the Raptors. They own the Leafs. They own the Argonauts, yeah. Argonauts. I mean, they own the TFC. Argonauts, they own. They literally own the Air, the Scotiabank Arena. No, they got the mad cash. Um, they have cash coming out of their pockets. That's uh, the main event. Um, the, the big story. The big story here. Um, the Vancouver Canucks have extended general manager Jim Benning for three more seasons after next, because of course uh, this season will be the last of his yeah. current deal. Um, now. Jim Benning took over that team, to be fair, and had a bit of a rough time. Um, they were on the decline. Uh, Mike Gillis didn't do the best job. <coughs> the Zadines were getting older, Alex Burrows, but apart from July 1st, Jim Benning's yeah. done a decent little job there. Oh, oh, for sure. Okay, let's look. I'm looking here. Trades. Okay, the JT Miller trade. It's I, a risk, but... It's a high risk. Considering, look at the Pacific Division, you can make a thing. Oh, we could do some We talked here. about it, right? I yeah. think we've talked about it before. It's a... It's a but dumping ooh. Eric Goodbranson for Tanner Pearson, I like. Yes. That's literally just getting rid of Eric Eric Goodbranson. Josh Levos looked like a nice little guy over for um, when they got rid of Michael Carcone. Um, the big strength with Vancouver, of course, has been their draft history. Um, For sure, they got they they robbed the Sens 
when they sent um, Alex Barrows their way and got Jonathan Dolan. That was a fantastic deal. Right. Elias Patterson and Brock Besser, you don't need to say anything about that. But at the same time, I said ignoring July 1st, when you take that into account, the Erickson deal, Jay Beagle, right now they only have $5 million to sign Brock Besser. Yeah, so that's where I have a... That's where it's... It's it's interesting. I don't I don't know how they're going to sign Brock. Well, they got to pull something because this is this is this is the player you need to sign. And to be honest, that Luongo buyout. Oh yeah, it's that's a tough one. That's it's, three. It's that's three. Not Jim Benning's fault, but no, obviously not. It's three years. Sorry, three million for the next three years. Elliot Friedman said though, around the draft, they knew it was going to happen. So going into free agency, before you broke the bank on Tyler Myers, Jordy Ben, Michael Furlan, and that, I mean, you should, you should have left the space around for Brock Besser. Apparently, he wants seven million dollars. I'll give you that in a second, Brock. You know what? I I I can't figure out is the right. They bought out Ryan Spooner. Do you, did you really need to buy out Ryan Spooner? Um, what did he make? Three point five? Or well, no, it was less than that because when he first got traded to the Rangers, was it he from Edmonton? They retained well, his they, salary. They, so they he, retained salary, yeah. So when he, whenever he ended, I didn't even know he was part of the Canucks. He must have had less than three million dollars salary. Yeah, I I don't know, I don't know about that because now they have another extra another million. For the next two years. And his contract would have ended at the end of next season. Mm-hmm. Is that something you really need? What? What do you mean? Like, did you really need another extra billion? Especially for next year. When you have to re-sign players. Like, I get it. You're really essentially trying to just lose as much money as possible for... 2021 2022 when Pedersen comes up because if you thought Brock Besser was going to be an ugly situation that one's going to be worse mm-hmm. I don't like I'm going to be honest I get Tyler Myers is a good defender or a good defenseman not a good defender de- good defenseman mm-hmm. I can't get over the f- the 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 contract. Now, of course, also we said earlier, Louis Erickson still has Louis Erickson still has three years on his six million dollar deal. He's already thirty four. Yeah. They're lucky that Bo Horvat only makes five point five for four years. Fantastic deal there. J T Miller five point two five. A little much, but J T Miller can get you twenty goals no problem. Um, Brandon Sutter's deal does not look good. Um, Michael Furlan, of course. It's a decent little deal, but again, hey, it could have been worse. It, it yeah. honestly could have been worse. But then Antoine Roussel and of course Jay Beagle, both of those guys for three more years at three million. Listen, both and... those deals are one year too long for the Vancouver Canucks. Alex Edler was fine, yeah. Um, Tyler Myers, I mean, they wanted to improve their back end. Apparently, they were going after Gardner, but we all know that until Mitch Marner fig- gets himself figured out yeah. that Jay Gardner is going to sit on the market. So, you know, it's 
if you don't do those stupid moves that at the time you should see... Now, of course, we need to remember that Jim Benning was part of that old Boston brain trust, and that's why he went and got Louis Erickson, but still, it's... It's like he tried to... At first, now, he's he started to clean up his own mess, which, as a Habs fan, I know a thing or two about GMs trying to clean up their own mess. Mm-hmm. It's like Tell he, me about it. It was Mike Gillis at yeah. first, and then, of course, Lee and Jim Benning tried to recreate yeah. that 2011 Bruins team. And they didn't do it quite right. Yeah, they haven't done a very good job of it. Do you know, sorry, I just noticed this. Do you know who ends the same year as Patterson? Whose contract ends? Yes, Barry Coach, can you hear me? No, no, on the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, um, no, no, don't look at it. Oh, just okay. take a guess. Um, Bo Horvat. No. Quinn Hughes. Oh, that's not going to be Quentin Hughes. I want to see... Oh, and Thatcher Demko. If he turns out to be uh, what the player he's supposed to be, mm-hmm. that's going to be an ugly offseason. It, it, no. it won't be It won't be. It will be devastating. It, it will be devastating. I, I worry for the Vancouver Canucks. Yep. Because next year they have Chris Tanev, who's up. Is Chris Tanev a uh, Vancouver Canuck? Starting at the start of the 2020-2021 season. Considering there were trade rumors about him last year, I, I doubt it. I doubt that he is. Okay. neither. I don't think he is. I think he's traded. I think you try to get whatever value you can for him at this point. Uh, who else? You hope Ole Ulevi still recovers whatever happened to him. He's still 21. But. Yeah. I want to see what Jet Wu can do. I'm not going to lie. He was a second rounder, right? He was one of those guys that fell and everyone was like, oh, Yeah, I thought he was a first round for sure. He fell to 37th overall. Yeah. I was kind of upset. Well. Because he is right-handed, but the Leafs picked uh, Rasmus Sandin instead. Um, but that looks like a good pick, doesn't it? What? Sandin. Yeah, Sandin's a great pick. I'm not complaining about that. What else did Jim Benning do? He Okay. This is a, a draft pick that got him quite a bit of heat when he made it. Vasily put Coles in. I still defend that that was an amazing pick. I think it's a good pick too, but there's quite a few people who, who would say that's that's not the pick he should have made. Why? I'm not, I'm not arguing. Sorry, that's not what I'm arguing. That's what I've read. I think those people are dumb. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, the Cole Caulfield—that was, I think. But I would take Cole Caulfield over Vasily Podkolzin. I mean, yeah. By the way, he's a hab. Everyone love him. I love him. Cole Caulfield, so good. They were the Habs had a video where yeah. forget about the Canucks, we're done with them. Where they were talking, it was like behind the scenes of their draft stuff, and they go to ten or eleven where Vancouver. Sorry, when they had the Panthers to Spencer Knight, and when the pick's going, Mark Bergeron's there, like. Um, what did he, it was something like, do we dare hope at 15? And then, of course, Spencer Knight goes. First you hear from the U.S. Developmental Program, and Trevor Timmons, who normally runs Montreal's draft, just went back in his seat. But then you hear Spencer Knight, and it was like, oh. all right. And then Vegas called Montreal. Everyone put it together afterwards and wanted to move up from 17 for a third-round pick. Don't you dare insult me like that. And then Bergeron's like, 17, everyone's like, no. He's like, no, bye, and just hangs up. So it, it's nice to see Bergeron trusts 
his brain trust so well by the way got me some brownie points sorry he got some brownie points with me in there and yeah they they didn't believe in themselves but everyone was like yeah caulfield everyone got their list ready and they were happy about it helped when shea weber came out to announce the pick too that was really nice that's good yeah uh alex i'm waiting for a reply um from someone here so we have some time left we never did the western conference do i just do it quickly Let's go quickly. Yeah. Well, actually, first I say, oh, there's someone walking out the window. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Uh, Alex, I'm happy with today's episode. So am I. Okay. I mean, I'm a little upset that Patrick Maroon's the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, that's annoying. And Derek Broussard's the New York Islander. Uh, yeah. See, Daniel's tweet was really funny. Yeah. Going to the Oilers? Fine. He's a he's a he's an Islander. Well, oh, I, thought was, I thought he was I thought he was going I thought he was going to the Oilers because the really night the night before. It's like, okay, Broussard to the Oilers, Broussard to the Oilers, Broussard to the Oilers. And then the next morning I wake up, Broussard to the New York Islanders. Like, come on. Well, we'll see. We're getting closer and closer to the season. I it's am very It's getting more and more difficult to get some news together. but um, I'm so exhausted with Mitch Marner. As Just am I. Finish it, please. At, at least we got some fun with the Lions and that, but... Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's Alex. I've been Adam. You've been listening to the 201 pod. And I hope you enjoy. I hope you're all doing well, starved of hockey in these late summer months. We go back to school in like a week. That's really weird, by the way. Yeah, we do. Anyway, have a good day or night or whenever you're listening to this. Have a good one. Follow us on Twitter. Link's in the description. Thank or at you. least that's Alex's job. We're going to try yeah, and change yeah. the music up for the intro. Okay. We're going to see if we can use the Leafs goal song because yeah. it's really catchy, even though it's for a garbage team. But copyrights are a thing. So, yeah, Alex, anything else to say before we sign off? No. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.